Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. We'll be reading from Ephesians 6, verses 18 to 24, the last few verses of this book that Paul wrote. I'm Greg Lucky, and today my wife Linda and I would like to share some thoughts with you about Paul's final words as he closes out his letter. Let's start by reading the verses. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me, too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador, so pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him, as I should. To bring you up to date, Tychicus will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to switch things up a little bit today, and I'm going to share first a little bit about the last four verses, and then Greg will share his thoughts on the first few verses after that. Verses 21 through 24 of today's reading talks about one of Greg's and my deepest passions in life, which is helping, serving, and encouraging others. Personally, and I know I can speak for both of us, there is nothing that gives us more joy and satisfaction than being able to love on and encourage others. So we can kind of relate to the guy Paul sent. That man's name was Tychicus, and he was sent by Paul to the people in the town of Ephesus to specifically encourage them. That in itself would have been quite the gift to that group of Christ followers. Tychicus was also there to give everyone a full report about the work that Paul was involved in, which was simply sharing the good news, or gospel, of Jesus, as well as to share just how Paul was getting along. Now remember, Paul wasn't on vacation on a cruise ship somewhere just checking in on them. He was in a dark, dingy prison at the time. And yet in verse 22, we see that Paul channeled his prison thoughts into encouraging words in this letters to those at Ephesus, instead of giving them an earful over his pretty dismal circumstances. So he sends this messenger with the letter he wrote to the Ephesians, in which he openly calls Tychicus the beloved brother and a faithful helper in the Lord's work. Talk about encouragement. If I was Paul, I probably would have had a struggle making sure I didn't put some of my emotional energy into lamenting how I was stuck in that jail cell and craving just a little bit of encouragement myself. And yet there he was, encouraging his co-worker Tychicus by telling the church what a beloved brother and faithful helper he was. And talk about taking the focus off yourself and putting it on others to encourage them. So not only was he encouraging the messenger by the words he wrote, but then he sent the messenger specifically to encourage those other Christ followers. Yep, this was the guy stuck in prison, 
really living out the words he wrote in his many letters to the churches. Like the time when he also said in Philippians 4.10, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. It really proves that very simple truth. The more inward focused we are, the less time we have for others. But the more outward focused we are and upward focused we are on our Heavenly Father, the more we are able to bless others. And then Paul personally gives them his blessing in verse 23, speaking peace over them, lovingly calling them dear brothers and sisters, and asking God to give them love with faithfulness. Not only is Paul a giant in my eyes in the way that he encouraged others without having a pity party over his own circumstances, but he's such a great role model in making sure the cause of Christ was lifted higher than the day-to-day struggles that life threw his way. That's something I need to remind my mind and heart on a daily basis. The fact that the challenges of this life are temporal and our focus needs to be continually realigned toward those things that are eternal. Let's talk for just a minute about serving through giving the gift of encouragement. We talk about people having spiritual gifts of serving and helping, both of which can be super uplifting. But every one of us can bless others by intentionally speaking words of encouragement to them, or even doing random acts of kindness to or for them, whether or not we believe we have those particular spiritual gifts. We are, like the saying says, blessed to be a blessing. One way God is nudging me through those four short verses is to be more intentional about my encouragement to others, plowing through whatever clouds of discouragement may be hanging over me and making it a goal and priority to lift others' spirits up through encouraging words and acts. And it's not just a good thing to do. It's a God thing. Because through it, someone might see Jesus and turn their head and heart toward him because of it. That, I believe, is the ultimate goal of encouragement. The part that caught my attention in this passage had to do with Paul's desire to share the good news with everyone. So often, I think of Paul as being this extremely confident person in what he taught and shared. And maybe he was. But here he's humbly asking his fellow Christians to pray for him that God might give him the right words to say. Paul's example of humility is a good reminder that it's God's words that we desire and not our own. As I think about this, I wonder what it's supposed to look like for us in today's world to share, with the right words, the good news of God's love and saving grace with those around us. What do we need to say that will help people connect with God? And how do we say it in such a way that will meet them at their point of need and on their journey of faith? In my own personal journey, I've leaned on the words from the Apostle Peter found in 1 Peter 3, verse 15, as a guide. It reads, If someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Television host Kathy Lee Gifford, most well-known for her 15-year talk show run, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee, and also a friend of the late Billy Graham, was featured on the Megyn Kelly Today Show just after Billy Graham passed away. She was asked, 
Why are you so bold about your faith? She responded with this. If you have the cure for cancer, would you keep it quiet? She also said, I have the cure for the malignancy of the soul, and he has a name, and it's Jesus. In my eyes, there's no clearer example of being ready to share your hope as a believer than this. Each of us is at a unique and personal place in our journey of faith, and how and what we share has a lot to do with how it will be received. One person you know may never have had a relationship with God, and you may need to start at the very beginning by loving them and just being their friend. The next person may have grown up in the church, but had a bad experience that resulted in them pushing God aside. Others find themselves somewhere in the middle of these two scenarios. How we respond to them can make all the difference in the world for them desiring God or running the other way. We need to be prayerful, as Paul was, to carefully choose the right words to say. Ultimately, our goal should be to identify the inroad that connects that person to God and leads them in a positive spiritual direction. I don't know about you, but I sometimes miss the boat when it comes to sharing about my personal relationship with God. It's at these moments that I remind myself that God is in control. We're his ambassadors, just as Paul was. At home, we have a plaque that reads, it's not about perfection, it's about direction. When I don't respond perfectly to opportunities that come my way in sharing what God has done in my life, my assurance is that he can and will use what I offer, and then he will do the rest. God is ultimately the one who saves. It's also nice to know that we can count on prayer from others to help us in this area of sharing our faith, just as Paul did. In practical terms, what's the bottom line for me on this? When I have a friend or a family member who's hurting or going through a tough time, just as the Apostle Peter encourages us, I want to always be ready to explain to them the hope I have as a believer. When a coworker struggles with his or her job or loses employment due to bad choices or maybe no fault of their own, I want to always be ready to explain the hope I have as a Christian. When my neighbor is feeling a sense of hopelessness, I want to always be ready to explain the hope I have. How about opportunities that God has given you? We all need to share the good news in such a way that those around us will desire to know him too. In Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, it says, God has planted eternity in the heart of man. So, we can rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to be at work in each of our hearts, to help us understand our need for Him. Acts 2 verse 47 reads that when the early Christians were living out their faith, others saw it and desired it, and then God added to them as believers to His family. I'm thankful that God loved us that much. Let's pray. God, Thanks for both the instruction and encouragement we receive from your word. Today we ask that you will not only give us wisdom and strength in sharing our faith, but also a boldness that will touch the hearts and lives of those around us. Help each one of us to be encouragers so that your name will continually be lifted up and honored. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.